Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. We are introduced to the character and the person of God. The Word communicates His purposes, shows us how to live. Knowing God's Word, as we read the Word of God, we see His heart. We see how He's thinking, His view on life, and we discover His personal will for us. So as we study God's Word, we discover this. God knows everything. God is love. God is gracious. God's everywhere at the same time. And there's nothing impossible with God. You see, that's the shepherd I want to follow. When we consider taking someone's advice, we usually do so only after evaluating what that person has to say. Are they known for giving good recommendations or poor ones? In the same way, deciding to trust God should be based on finding out what we can about his character. Pastor Mark in his teaching today is telling us that we can know God's character as well as his desire for our lives by reading his communication to us, the Bible. When we do that, it becomes clear that He, who knows everything, knows what's best for us, wants to show us the path to achieving that goal. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with his continuing study called How to Listen to God. Turn to the book of John. John chapter 10 is where we're at. We've been studying God's word together. Just turn there, if you will, John chapter 10. We'll be there in just a moment. If you're new and say, well, I really don't know where to turn, we'll help you. Please don't be here without a Bible, okay? Now, I just want to give you an update on two things. The first thing is, just want you to pray for Linda and I. Next weekend, I'll be uh, teaching in Calvary Chapel, Singapore. That's a church we've started. And I'll be working with their leadership. So you just pray with me that then I have a safe trip. And right after that, it's just a two-hour flight over to Bangkok and that area. And we're going to be visiting one of our missionary couples that have left this church. And they're ministering in a couple hours away from Bangkok. So we'll be there teaching in their leadership. And so just be praying for us. You'll be covered while you're here. When we get back, we're going to take two weeks off and go visit our kids, our grandkids. And then I'm going to spend... Six days with my wife and nobody else. Hallelujah. You pray for her. You pray for her. And, uh, you know, your shepherd needs some time off once in a while. And so I'm not going to do any ministry for two weeks. We're just going to kick back. And usually during those times, God really speaks a lot to me. So just pray for me. Then I'll hear him clearly. And pastors have to have a Sabbath as well. So thanks for your prayers. We've been teaching you a lot about sheep. And I want you to see this picture. And if you've been with us the last three or four weeks, you should be able to tell us what's wrong with this picture. It's a picture of a sheep with a bear 
and a lion and a wolf looking hungry. What's wrong with this picture? Tell me. There's what? There's no shepherd there. You see, we've learned we can't do life alone. We're not too smart. The Bible tells us as sheep. We just follow anybody. That's why you see a million different religions, a million different ways of doing things. People just are followers. Sheep are just followers. And we also learn that sheep don't have any defenses. And there's a world out there that wants to chew them up, spit them out. That world is ruled by Satan. He's come to steal and kill and destroy. So when God created us, he knew that we'd have to have a shepherd. And the Bible tells us in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. So there's only really one shepherd. All of us that are pastors and elders, we're under shepherds. We're just way down here. But there is one shepherd. And uh, someone in the body made me a staff. And they've carved it with all kinds of beautiful carvings. So this is a shepherd's staff. And every time I bring this staff out during the teaching, I want you to say this. God is my shepherd. So let's practice it. Here we go. God is my shepherd. Good job. So every time, God is my shepherd. Now here's the problem. For some of you, you've said that, but he isn't. You see, you don't have a personal relationship with God. Now you know about God, maybe, but you don't have a personal relationship with him. You will have an opportunity at the end of the service. And the reason we've started early is because we're going to worship at the end at all of our campuses. Two amazing songs. During that time, you'll have an opportunity to take the Lord as your shepherd. Now, how does that work? If I'm a sheep and I have a shepherd, what does that look like in my life? Well, here's the way life should be. Notice There's a shepherd. The sheep has no problem because the shepherd is going to solve the problems that all of us have in life. Here's a shepherd with a staff and a rod. He'll take care of the enemies in our life. This is the only way to do life. Now, we came up with, if you remember, back in this amazing passage of Scripture, take a look, if you will, at John 10, 27. How does the shepherd communicate with the sheep? How does God communicate with you and me? Here we are. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. That key verse reminds us that God is a personal speaking God. He wants to have an intimate relationship with you and I 24-7. God wants to communicate with us and his desires are fulfilled. Because the scripture says he does still speak to his people today. We've learned six ways that God speaks to us. 
There's more, but these are the main six ways. Let me just tell you, these six things. There's nothing more important. There's nothing more important. There's nothing more important than learning to hear your shepherd speak to you. Because you can't do life without it. So how does he speak to us? Number one, God speaks primarily through the written word of God. Last week, you remember, we told you that the Bible is like a coffee filter in your coffee maker. Everything you hear, any of those other five things, five ways, must always be filtered through the written word of God. Because Satan's a great deceiver, and what seems to sound right, very often will go 100% against the written word of God. So that's why, that's why, if that's the number one way to hear God, that God speaks to us through the word, Think about this. What's the problem, especially in the United States and our churches? People, the average person, and I don't mean this harsh to you, but the average church-going person is clueless about what the Bible says. So just think about that. If I'm clueless what the Bible says, then how in the world can I do life? You can't. And that's why the church inside looks like the world outside. We say we love God, and we do, but we have no understanding of his word. That's why we teach you. And when I'm gone for these four weeks, we'll have great pastors teaching you the word of God. Don't you dare skip a service. Oh, Pastor Mark, don't you dare do that. That's immature. That's babyish. You'll be here because the pastor isn't speaking to you. God's speaking to you. Understand that principle. This isn't a personality church. It's a God. Who's your shepherd speaking to you? So number one, the written word of God. Number two, sometimes I can't turn to the word when it says Mark, Mary, Linda, 45 years ago. I couldn't, I wish I could turn to the book of Mark and it said Mary, Linda, but it didn't. So how did I know to Mary, Linda? The inner peace. Of course, it had to go through the scripture. Both of us were believers. We weren't living together. We weren't having sex. Went through the whole deal with the scriptures. And then God gave me an inner prompting. God speaks through the Holy Spirit. See, the minute you get saved, God, the Holy Spirit, and see, you need to understand this. This, this shepherd staff represents God. So the minute I got saved, God comes and lives in me. He lives in me. So the inner promptings will come. You'll see that this morning with a couple of illustrations. Number three, God speaks through other people. Now, amazingly, he can speak through children, a little humbling if you're an adult. He can speak through an unbeliever, even more humbling. But often, more often, he speaks to other believers, mature believers, people that have had some years in, in the Word of God and life. And the reason they're wise is because they've made a lot of mistakes and know what not to do. That's what happens. If you're older today, that's the only reason you're wise. Don't like be smart in yourself. Is it because you made more mistakes? Because you live longer. That's all. And we've learned how to do that. Can I hear an amen there? All right. All right. Uh, number four. You'll see this very clearly today. God speaks through circumstances. Open and closed doors. Number five. God speaks through visions and dreams. Now, I was going to take a lot of time to unpack this today. But actually, I'm going to speak about that when I get back because there's going to be an update on the prophecy God gave us about the children's building and all the things that we're building back here. You know, we're building this incredible new children's building because our kids the last four weeks here in Melbourne are just going crazy. 
all kinds of new kids. So God gave us a prophecy. We're still finishing that, so I'll give you more about visions and dreams. But here's what I want you to do as homework while I'm going. Read Acts chapter 2 and look for the words vision and dreams. And here's what you'll discover. Peter, in his sermon, says, in the last days, God's going to pour out his spirit on young and old. In other words, everybody. And much of the way of communication with God, obviously always the word, is going to be visions and dreams. That's the day we're in. So you say, well, Pastor Mark, I'm not like into that kind of stuff. Well, you better get into it because that's the way God's going to speak. The closer we get, the more visions and dreams. comes from the book of Joel, Old Testament. Now, is there a danger in that? Yes, there is. Because visions and dreams, Satan is great at mimicking these things. And some people may write me, Pastor Mark, I had eight visions this week and one each day from God. I write them back and you just say, no, you had pizza seven of those nights and God didn't speak to you at all. It was your pepperoni that was speaking to you. So you don't have visions eight days a week, but we do have the supernatural. Don't eliminate the supernatural. But remember, it's got to be filtered through the word of God. And last, something that's unexplainable if you're not a believer. The inner peace of God. We're facing a situation, and as somebody at work says to you, how in the world do you have peace in the middle of that thing you're going through? I don't really know, but I have. Where is that from? That's from God. God gives us the inner peace. So those are six ways, six ways that God speaks to us. Now, he does that for our direction, for our wisdom, for our peace, for our strength, hope and forgiveness and comfort and encouragement. But there's something bigger than that that you need to understand. God speaks to us so we can get to know God. First thing I want you to write down today is this. Listening to God helps us to know God, in other words, his character. Now, what is the number one real reason God wants to speak to us? Because we need to know what? God, our our shepherd. You're going to see in a moment, the more I know about God, the better I hear and the better I know which way my life is going. See, now, some of you, when you just saw that statement... Now, listening to God helps us to know about God. You're going to say like, well, that's cool, Pastor Mark, but I'm not really interested in knowing about God. I need to know if I should sell the house this week or take the job offer that was just out of the kind of have to leave my wife for three months and get the kids going to go to college. I don't care about knowing God. Well, no, all the rest of that comes out of knowing God. The number one thing you were told to do, the number one thing I was told to do in life, the number one commandment, love God with all my heart, mind, and soul. Not the God that just gives me the thing I want to hear, but the person, his character. Well, how do I do that? As you and I go through the scripture, we are introduced to the character and the person of God. The word communicates his purposes, shows us how to live. Knowing God's word, as we read the word of God, we see his heart. We see how he's thinking, his view on life. And we discover his personal will for us. So as we study God's word, we discover this. God knows everything. God is love. God is gracious. God's everywhere at the same time. And there's nothing impossible with God. You see, that's the shepherd I want to follow. I want to follow a shepherd that knows everything. And that's with us everywhere at the same time. Do you know next week about this time, even though there's going to be a 12-hour 
time change. I'm going to be 30 hours away by plane. 30, pray for us, 30 hours to get to Singapore. But you know, the same God that's going to be meeting with you here is the same God that's going to meet me with there. Exactly the same. That's impossible. That's the shepherd that I want to follow. Now, notice this principle. The more we know God in his character, the easier it is to trust him. And the more we trust God, the easier it is to follow him. You want to follow somebody that you can trust. God is our GPS. He knows the way. The more I trust him, the easier it is to follow him. So you want to write this statement down. Listening to God over time enables every Christ follower to follow God. See, I won't follow someone I don't know because I don't trust them. But the more I know them, the easier it is to trust them and the easier it is to follow them. That's simply the way life works. And so in all of our ways, we want to know God. And the only way I can do that is to hear him. And of course, usually speaking from his word. We need to learn to listen and follow as a normal everyday lifestyle. If I'm going to be able to hear God speak to me, it can't just be at a quiet time. It's got to be all through the day where God's going to start and stop me. Now, it's not weirdness, as we told you. You're out at Starbucks and you're having a cup of coffee and there's a few people in there and you have a friend with you and you're enjoying the cup of coffee and all of a sudden you just say to your friend, well, wait a minute, ooh, ooh. God's speaking to me, just, just a moment, just a moment. And when you open their eyes, there won't be anybody there. Even the barster's gone. You're like weird. That's not the way God does. Ooh, he's speaking to me. It's normal. It's everyday life. But see, we laugh at that. But when I say the word normal... That's not normal for most of you. And that's because you never practice listening. He's speaking. We just don't hear because all the other noises of life. We're just too. He's speaking. But we don't. Let me say it kindly. If the only time you hear God speaking is here. What a disaster for your life. And remember the number one way God speaks to us? (laughs) If this is the only time you hear this or open it, when you leave here, you put the Bible back in the little rack. You've learned to get it so you don't have to raise your hand so you think you look really good. You never fool God. And you haven't fooled me. I got your picture. Every one of you that take that every campus. That's the person there we need to pray for. Put him on the prayer list. But I'm not making fun. I'm trying to say to you, if this isn't part of your everyday life, this is the number way we hear God, then you're in trouble. So I want to show you this morning from people just like you and people just like me. I want you to see how God speaks to us. So listen to this. It's not like weird. This is normal. Pastor Mark, I was shopping at Target. That's normal. I was shopping at Target, the children's section for our two girls. I bought clothes for our two-year-old and our four-year-old. That morning, my husband and I were praying after reading Psalms for God to speak to us during the day. And coming home, I drove by a hard-working lawn crew, somebody out doing the lawns, and the Holy Spirit gently spoke to me. So she's driving home, got all the car, got all the stuff, got all the stuff in the back, kids are there. 
Go and give your clothes you just bought for your girls to the man on the lawnmower. Now, what would you say to that? Satan, get behind me. I don't hear you. I'm not interested in hearing you. What would you say? Well, let me tell you what she said and don't laugh. She said, my immediate reaction was, but God, I just got a great deal on the clothes. No way. Now, don't laugh. What's the first thing going through your mind? Let me go to the Salvation Army. I might pick a couple things up there. Well, listen. As I pulled in the driveway, the Holy Spirit spoke again. Now, this is a great time for another illustration. Sometimes I don't hear God clearly. You won't either, because nobody hears God perfectly. When I think God said this, and I'm confused, and one of the things I do is I will say to God, God, speak to me again. Speak to me again. And if it's God, he'll speak to you what? Again. So don't be embarrassed about that. We don't all hear God. Sometimes they go, well, that, that can't be really you, God. She's thinking, that can't be God. I'm not this can't be God. And she's not even praying for him to speak. But he's going to speak again. Because he wants us to do things right. So she says, as I drove in my driveway, she's trying to like get in the house. Can't hear anything else. <laughs> the Holy Spirit spoke again. Here's what he said to her. This is her email to me. You've been boasting in me about how God is working in your life. And I'll add this. You were praying this morning. However, you are not willing to follow through with the task that I've given you. Okay. I think I've heard God. Two. She said, I immediately pulled out of my driveway and began to pray. Now, she's going to put a little condition on this. Watch this. I begin to pray. Lord, if it's your will, please have the man near the street so I can get his attention. So as she's driving down, she's probably praying this. God, help the lawnmower to be in the back of the house. There's nobody there that I can see. And I'm driving right back home again. Well, as she goes out, she says this. She said, uh, as I turn the corner... He was at the street. So I honked my horn, jumped out of the car. I ran over to him and asked him if he had any children. He said, yes. Then I asked him, do you have any girls? He said, yes, a two-year-old. Now, normally you think, hallelujah, I've heard God. But she's like all of us. She said, my heart sank. I had just bought a lot of two-year-old girl clothes, brand new, on sale. I didn't know the man or the children, but God did, and he wanted me to bless them. So God not only spoke to me twice, but gave me the strength to obey as I handed him the bags of clothes for the two-year-old. Now, let me ask you a question. Was that really God? You, you mean God would do that kind of a thing? Take something we just bought and give it to a stranger on the street? What kind of a God is that? Well, he's a generous God. And he wants to see if we're holding tightly to the stuff from Target. Or your boat or your computer, whatever you want to say. Today we learn the importance of being able to hear God speak to us at any time of the day. 
Pastor Mark shared the story of a woman who God used to bless a man by giving him clothes for his daughter. We were reminded that our main job here is to be a conduit of God's love to the lost world. We can't do that if we aren't listening to God and then obeying the commands He gives us. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, we'll continue with the teaching How to Listen to God, Part 3. Pastor Mark will begin to explain our responsibility to learn to hear what God has to say to us. We'll learn about the importance of having a regular quiet time alone with God. We will also be reminded of our need to develop a habit of obedience so that we can complete the work God has given us to do. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.